as much as we always look up to people and we see what they're doing and all the glossy, amazing things on social media, I think it's just a reminder that, you know, it, everyone's always going through something and that it's never always perfect. And exactly what that guy said, you know, it's not good or bad. It's just noise. It's all, it all comes down to the how you want to perceive it, how you want to take it. Deep Balancer. I know you're a determined person on the lookout for ways to live a more fulfilling and balanced life, but you're busy. And if we're being honest, that busyness often comes at the expense of your priorities. The Balance Theory podcast is made to teach busy bees just like you how to find and own your own definition of balance so that you can become unapologetic in how you choose to spend your time. I'm your host, Erica, and together, let's find your unique balance. All right, Balancers, today we're joined by the founder and CEO of The Peas Project, which is a leading Australian podcast agency. Big warm welcome to Michelle Akindor. Thank you so much, Erica. Thanks for having me. No, it's a, it's a pleasure. I'm really excited to get stuck into your journey, right? So I think where you were, let's say five years ago, I think it was 2017, if my notes are doing me justice, um, you're in a position where you hated your job, right? You just really didn't enjoy what it was you were doing. I've actually had a lot of guests on lately who have kind of been in this position and pivoted out of it to find what it is they actually want to do. But I think it's really daunting when you don't have any options, like you don't even really know what's next. And I think what you do now, right, running a podcast agency um, is, is, is almost like random, right? Like it's if without having had a podcast before and stuff, I mean, I don't know really your journey and experience or connection with podcasts, but I'm, I mean, it almost seems so far from what you were doing. So I'd just love to hear uh, your story about how you kind of transitioned from that moment to creating the Peace Project. Oh, my goodness. It's such a big one, hey? It, it's it's often that I get, oh, so you, were you in media before or, you know, are you a journalist or, you know, and I was like, no, I was in finance and I was a <laughs> business major, you know, finance major and and had no plans to, you know, go out and, and be in media and, and start a start a company. But, I mean, if I think back to 2017, I was super young. I was very young. I was about two years into my quote-unquote finance career um, and I was still studying. So I was pretty much working full-time in finance but then also finishing up my studies. And I just remember at that time I was so excited to get into the world of work and I was like, oh, I wonder what it's all going to be about and probably about it probably at the 18-month mark, I was like, oh, wow. Like, is I this it? This is, <laughs> I know. I don't think this is for me. And I think so many of us have these moments where it's just like, what is even going on? What was it for you about, was it like the corporate culture? Can you tell us a little bit about what was the pain point for you? I think my, my biggest pain or, or frustration at the time was just the fact that I felt like I was very pigeonholed and that, you know, naturally I was hired to do, I was an analyst, um, you know, at a brokerage firm at, at the time. And, you know, I was hired to do a certain job and absolutely understand it from a business perspective. Um, but it just didn't, you know, I was just looking at like the partners, like all the way up, way above me and thinking, I just don't, you don't inspire me. Like you don't seem to love what you do. You know, you don't seem to have this spring your step when you go to work and not that everyone should, but you know, wide eyed 23 year old me was like, surely it's got to get better than this. And I think just looking up the chain, I just thought, wow, it doesn't, 
seem like it does and mm-hmm. I think that was my, my biggest issue um yeah. yeah and so that kind of spurred me on kind of a personal discovery or you know personal journey to just go well, what is it that I actually want to do if it's not this and funnily enough I was um chatting to my best friend who I actually re- mentioned to you before our chat before our call she lives in Dubai now and runs her business but we were both going through a really similar um kind of moment we were in our corporate jobs and we were like oh I just don't know and I was telling her I was like look I think I just want to interview I not even interview I just want to sit down and chat with people who actually love what they do I was like, is that even possible? Is that a thing? Or am I just like a millennial thinking that, you know, it can always be pretty and it can always be great. But I was like, I just want to figure that out. And she was like, absolutely. That is, I want to figure that out too. And I was telling her about like, you know, we were talking about our frustrations and then I started doing a bit of a deep dive into potential, you know, people I could chat to. And that's kind of how I'd approached every area of my life, you know, prior to corporate, when I wanted to get into that space or into finance, I would just hit people up on LinkedIn and just meet the directors and meet the managers and chat to them and have coffees. So I was like, perfect. I'm just going to do the same thing, but in this new realm. At the time, I this idea of business was interesting to me, but I, I didn't like the idea of a startup because I was never a tech person. I was a people person. You know, I didn't really understand tech. I thought all startups were tech, so I didn't really like that. But <laughs> I ended up stumbling across the Forbes on the 30 list, and I remember reading the stories of these super young people, like my age and in their 20s at the time, and who were just doing like such incredible building such incredible things and things that I'd never heard of before like a a cannabis company or like you know just these really random businesses and they were it just sounded so fascinating and like surely these people who are doing really cool stuff are loving what they do and so I was like stuff it I just have to chat with these people and that then led me to this idea of well if I'm going to chat to them I might as well record the conversations. My best friend was like, I want to hear the conversations of what these people have to say. And so that's where the idea for my original podcast came about. Oh, that's awesome. I I think sometimes when, when we're sitting here, right, and we're putting pressure on ourselves to find what that side hustle is or find what that hobby is, we forget. And, and that's why I love having these conversations that often these things just are born out of such an organic, natural, genuine frustration we have that spurs us on this new path. I mean, I've interviewed people that have had you know, fix their own skin issues through holistic approaches to their health or through like more mindset coaching stuff. And then that's what's brought them in that direction. So I think sometimes it's less about like, okay, what product is going to give me X return and just focusing on, well, what are some of the challenges you're having and how can you share that much like what I'm you know, trying to do with the podcast. So I think that's awesome. And, and one thing I want to pull out from what you've just said because I think you, you've you said it and it's obviously like a part of your personality. You're, you're very like go-getter, very approachable people person. Um, but for a lot of people, what you said just then, I just reached out to the directors on LinkedIn, you know, and just hit them up for a chat. Um, for some people may find that quite daunting. Uh, and I've recently also done an episode on this idea of networking and, and why it's so important beyond just looking for a new job, right? And one of the things that I found quite useful here in Dubai, and I mean, not your connections here are kind of everything. Everyone's here without friends and family. So network is really all you've got. Um, but this idea of just kind of cold calling people just to have a chat and ask them about, hey, what's your experience? Just so you get a bit of insight. I mean, everyone listening now, I'm sure can relate to being at uni, studying a degree and then starting the job 
or, or you know, doing a course, whatever the qualification training you're doing, and then starting the job, and it's so different like when you actually get in there and experience it. So if you had the opportunity to chat to someone to give you that honest feedback, you know, day in their life, those kinds of things, um, it's so useful. Um, but I just wanted to know like your thoughts on networking because I guess that's really just how your podcast came about, your agency, sorry. You know, like what what's your approach to networking? Is that something you would encourage people to do, like I said, like not just necessarily when they're looking for a new job? Is LinkedIn kind of the best way you go about that? Just any kind of tips because it's something that comes up in conversation and I know people greatly benefit from just hearing how other people approach it. Absolutely. And I think you touched on what you touched on is just so important. You know, if I think back pre-business, you know, during, throughout business, it's all just got to do with people, you know, at the end of the day. And I think for me, you know, naturally it comes, that idea around people comes quite naturally to me, but it's also scary. You Mm. know, when I was reaching out, way back then and I was chatting trying to hit up you know the head of the partner at you know quote-unquote PwC or wherever it was you know that's scary as like a 20 anyone even a 35 or 40 or 50 year old you know it's just scary to put ourselves out there I I think for me it came down to I just want to learn directly from these people and I just want to take 20 minutes of their time to understand what they do, you know, how they do what they do, what they think, you know, how, do they find it interesting? And I think when you approach it that way with a very just curious mindset mm. and a really just like, you know, I'm, I'm really appreciative to have any amount of your time to just ask you a couple of questions so I can learn and not go in with a, hey, I expect something in mm. return. Yes. Personally, for me, I think that's the way I've always approached it. And naturally, it's then, you know, down the track, maybe I've reached back out to that contact at some point. And then, you know, we have done something together or whatever it's, it may be. But that I think is just the approach that I've taken that kind of ne- needs to be taken in order to to feel like it's less, quote unquote, networking and more just like a yeah. natural community building almost just yes. around yourself, yeah. you know. And so I think for me, that's the way I've approached it in terms of like the technical ways Absolutely. LinkedIn is my favorite social channel. Everyone who knows me knows that. I absolutely (laughs) love it. I, you know, that is where pretty much everyone in my quote unquote professional network is. And just more so than that, the people who I would call upon for opportunities or even more so than that, people who I admire, who I just want to catch up with and go, hey, what more can we exchange? What learnings can we exchange with one another? What more can I learn from you? Mm. Um, and, and you're not putting that expectation there. And then naturally, I think what happens, you know, when you are looking for a job or you are looking, you just launch that business and you are looking for some support, it makes it so much more organic for you to reapproach these people that you've already built relationships, you know, even if it's just a half an hour coffee, that's someone you've built a relationship with. And, you know, that's all you really need to do. Even if it, you know, you don't have to do much more than that. That's someone who you can call upon down the line to kind of re-engage and and just see if they can help you out then. Yeah, absolutely. And I think um, I really like what you said there, how you just approach it with a curious mind, because that for me just drills down to like, what's your why? Like, why are you putting yourself out there? Right. And, And I think 
a lot of the time we have this fear of rejection. So if you're putting yourself out there and your why is because I want to get a job and that person either doesn't respond to you or doesn't have time to catch up with you, you're going to take that very personally. Whereas if you're just like, I'm going to be a sponge and try and learn from as many people as possible, you'll just take whatever comes your way. You don't take anything personally because you know that people are busy. Um, And so I actually think on that front, whether you want to quote unquote call it networking or just building connection in your your networks, um, I think it's relevant to do that at any point in business or in, in your career, right? Like not just when you're looking for jobs or when you're launching something, but even just to make a point of doing it once a month, just try and meet someone new and, and build out that network. And I actually said on the other episode I did, which I'll repeat now, even if that person can't help you, it's there's there could be two other options or, you know, multiple, but two other options I see happening as well. They could either put you in touch with someone they know that can help you and help you tap into their network or you may eventually meet someone that you could link up with that person and then you become a facilitator for connection. So I think there's kind of like no uh, no love lost in doing this, right? You're either going to be in the same position you were before and not hear back from them or you're going to learn something from them. So, yeah, loving this chat. And I love that that's actually the basis of how um, the Peers Project started. But why don't you share a little bit now about what you're actually doing with the Peers Project? So it started off in this really organic, you just trying to understand from people, you know, what what they enjoy, what makes them love their work, how they go about their days, and and where have we landed now five years on? <laughs> so many iterations later and, you know. I, oh, I it should do, be. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I think back, to, you know, five years ago and I'm so grateful I did put myself out there. Um, but, you know, the, the business then, it, it wasn't even a business. I, I have to be completely honest. You know, I didn't quit my job and then all of a sudden launched this company like it just wasn't like that at all i i was just to give a quick recap before i uh you know give give the download of who we are now but back then in 2017 the rise of the podcast was definitely something that was happening not so much in oz people didn't really know what a podcast was like kind of the general you know on, on, on a more mass we're mass always a bit now. behind on that front yeah, I mean, you know everyone was like oh i've heard of this thing but like how do you how do you listen like what do you so my idea to start a podcast then was actually quite like you know not revolutionary but it was like oh what that's a bit avant-garde like yeah that's it it was like oh um and so naturally so that coupled with a lot of the guests I wanted to interview on my own personal podcast which is what the Peers Project was to start off it was just one podcast my own I wanted to interview these young entrepreneurs a lot of the people on this list I talked about were actually based over in the U.S. they were based in New York City to be specific and naturally the way I am, you know, I can't do things in half. So I was like, you know what, I'm so deep into this passion project now. I was still working my, my, my corporate thing, but I was like, stuff it. I'm heading off. I was already heading off overseas for a little bit. And I thought, why don't I just go to New York and meet these people and do this podcast thing and just see what happens when I come back to Oz. And so that's literally what I did. I, I went over to New York. I booked as many interviews as I could. It was super scary it was super intimidating but I was like stuff it I've got to make a change because if I don't like I physically can't it's too painful to sit in this position where I'm at now like I just I don't like where I'm at so I have to do the lesser the lesser of two evils right like often you think oh it's too scary so I'm not going to change but then you think of um the fear that comes with staying the same for the rest of your life and it's like you'd rather just try than never know right absolutely and that is a hundred percent where my head's like where my mind was at 
And so long story short, I went to New York. I It blew my mind. I still remember, you know, the first interview. It was with the co-founders of Margot, which is the made-to-measure ballet flat in New York City. And I remember going to their you know, a beautiful studio space in the West Village, those of you that know New York. And I was just blown away. These girls were only 20, you know, 8, 29, and they're running this full-blown business. And they were just so, you know, that every they were embodied by it. It wasn't even just, how I'm trying to be a CEO. No, like they were so passionate about what they were doing and what they were creating and, you know, what they were building. And it just, you know, they were the first of many conversations I had in person recording these interviews. And I just, after that trip, I thought, I've, oh my goodness, I have to do something with this. Like this can't be the end. I can't just have these conversations and my mind blown and then go back to office. (laughs) Exactly. And just kind of go on with my life. Um, And so that's where this idea of, okay, what can I do with this came from? And this is when the idea of, okay, maybe after interviewing at the time I, in New York, I interviewed like 20 people over like two weeks. It was chaos. Wow. That's intense. It was, I was so into it. Everyone I sat down with was just like, oh, you know, how many interviews are you doing today? Literally like five every day. Like I was obsessed. I was all, it was all encompassing and I was so lucky. You know, I I count myself, I'm very grateful I was able to have that time to do that and go all Mm -hmm. in in that period of time. And then what happened was I came back to Oz and I was like, okay, I have to find a way to, to either start a business or turn this into a business or make this financially viable for myself so that I can keep doing this. And that's really, that was, you know, 2018, if I think back to it, um, after my stint in New York, I came back and was like, okay, what are we going to do? And then I went into the two years of hell. And I say two years of hell because, oh my goodness, anyone listening who is in the process of trying to figure out what their side hustle is going to be, what their business is going to look like, how do you even make money from this stuff, like to live off? Like, what do you, how do you even create a product or a service offering, package it up to the market, sell it commercially? Like what, what? Like that's where I was at. And I was sitting in that for about two solid years prior to figuring out the market need, uh, which I can talk to, which is what we do now at the Pierce Project, which is the market need that in two years later, 2019, after so much hustle, after about five failed iterations of my business and almost like nothing left to give, I was in a meeting with a potential person who could sponsor my podcast. And they were the head of uh, marketing, a CMO of this company, of, of actually a massive Australian um, university. And I remember him saying to me, this all sounds well and good and, like, you clearly know what you're doing in this new space of podcasting, but, hey, we actually want to create a podcast for our university, like a, like a branded series. Like, as part of our marketing, we want one that's, like, just for us. And he goes to me, like, you can do that, right? Like, surely you can do that. I mean, you've done all this stuff. You've been in New York. You've done, you know, even though I'd been like five failed businesses later or iterations of my business later. And I just turned to him. And in that moment, I was like, absolutely, we can do that. And that's when I realized what the market need was, which was the market was telling me that big business 
or companies wanted to have a podcast as part of their marketing as a way to market their business inadvertently and that's where the idea for the podcast agency came from. And um, it's no surprise that came from you connecting and having a conversation with somebody else, right? Like it's kind of nice that that forms a part of where you found the need um, and that's such an organic part of where you started. And, and I mean, you say five failed iterations, but it almost needs to go through those ebbs and flows to get to the final landing place. If not, you'll always be wondering like, oh, what if it was that? What if it was that? And, you know, hat off to you that you didn't give up after the third or the second, because it's only when we push through and, and we start to see these quote unquote failures as it's just, you know, maybe we've just turned down the wrong path, but we stay committed to our true north and, and we keep going. So I think that's awesome. And I mean, now you've got some massive, uh, massive clients. I think you, Alibaba and Shopify. Uh, what, what, is some of the, what are some of the, I guess, highlight uh, clients or, or projects that you've worked on that you're like, wow, I'm so proud that, that we're kind of doing that? It's so funny that you say that because... I just feel so grateful every every podcast we do, every brand yeah, that says, you know, I think when you go through the struggle to figure out what your business is going to be, you know, the financial hardship. I mean, you know, I was working, even my first couple of deals, I was working like from my parents' home in my bedroom that I grew up in. All my friends were like, you know, in their glossy corporate jobs and not that I wanted to be there, but the money looked so good, you know, after having poured my heart and soul and everything. Definitely a dangling carrot. Oh, my goodness, <laughs> always. Um, look, I mean, so grateful to have worked with, you know, such incredible brands. I mean, I think, you know, most recently, I think one of our longstanding clients is Indeed.com, so the job site, and we've just done such incredible work with them over, honestly, about three seasons now. And we've done a diversity and inclusion podcast, which is something that's super close to my heart. Um, you know, my first deal uh, ever, uh, actually my second deal ever was Forever New, um, so the fashion retailer, and that was just incredible to just even work with a brand of that caliber um, in, in the Aussie market and, and create something that was kind of first to market. Um, we produced Australia's first female retailer podcast for them. Um, but look, so many I could reel off, uh, you know, Alibaba, Shopify, uh, we've done Modi Bodies, you know, so many cool potties along the way and just super grateful to be able to work with these amazing brands and, and you know, just bring, bring the podcast to life. No, that's awesome. I, I, I'm really um, grateful you're sharing your story in the back end. I always love hearing, like, we see something now, right? But, but mm. the iceberg underneath is what really interests me because it shows us what it what it takes and where these things come from. And I suppose, like, now that you've interviewed so many founders and entrepreneurs, I mean, you're one yourself, you're working with big, big brands and clients. What are you, if, if, if there's any commonality, right, or any three main tips that have kind of been a takeaway or common across their success, your success. Um, would you be able to like condense that into just a few points that really stand out things that have been like, I mean, I don't know about you, but so many moments on the podcast, I have these aha moments where people say something and I'm like, whoa, you just blew my mind, man. Like that was something phenomenal. So like, do you kind of have anything about in that realm of success specifically? I love this question and I do get asked it quite a lot and I love it every time. I think 
So just to clarify for all the amazing listeners tuning in, I still continued and I still to this day continue to run my own podcast, the flagship show, Peers to Peers. It's now sponsored by Shopify, which we're super grateful for, um, where I interview, I continue to interview those founders um, alongside obviously our our core business, which is producing podcasts for brands and um, large enterprise. Um, Firstly, just perseverance, you know, they just never give up, no matter how tough. I mean, I was on a podcast actually last night, my one of my own, and and um, she was saying that you know her, her company, her first company, pretty much got so far into the ground that they had to sell it because they had investors, all this stuff, and she couldn't get out of bed for like two months. And that's sometimes where business takes you, you know, and. Mm just the persistence to be able to keep going you know in my own journey those two years oh my goodness the amount of times I actually did go back and get a job at one point I actually did a part-time because I couldn't the pain was so much I I didn't know what I was doing it's just business can sometimes be brutal Mm. and definitely the commonality is just that persistence to keep going secondly I'd say patience which Hard may not be one that you, yeah, that you would even think, but it just takes a long time, you know, for things to play out commercially, financially. It does just take years. And I think there's such a misconception there. You know, we jump onto social media and we say, oh, in 12 months' time, this XYZ grew to 1.7 million and now they've got 17 employees. And, and like, it's just I guarantee you that that founder had about four years of failed businesses before that stint of the overnight success, right? Exactly. The fallacy of the overnight success. Literally. It's so real and it's so true. So I'd say patience is something that they all have. And then finally, I'd say just genuine love and passion for what they're building, which Mm. I personally you know, it's kind of what my own personal show really centers on, you know, what is it that you care about? What is it that you're passionate about? And, and and how does that align with what you want to do as a side hustle or a business or whatever it may be? And I think passion gets you through the tough times. And this may be such a downer mm. episode for you. You're, you know, all the amazing humans listening are probably like, wow, this girl's really down on business, but it's just tough. You know, it's tough. And so it also has so many beautiful high points and, and we're so grateful for that. Passion pulls you through. Passion is what makes you feel like Monday is in a Monday. You know, mm. tomorrow is a public holiday here in Oz. Um, and I don't even... I, I literally forget, you know, people plan out their public holidays like four weeks in advance, or months in advance where they're going and the one day they have off. And I, I honestly, my team has to tell me, oh, Mish, tomorrow we're not working. Like it's a public holiday. I'm like, oh, my bad. Like, okay, no probs, you know? And I think that's just what it means to build a business or, or start something that's led from that place of passion. Yeah, yeah. I actually want to um, reframe the idea that like what you've just said is is a downer on business, right? Because what you've just given and downloaded is an honest reality check, right? Like I have a, an e-commerce business and I can honestly say I was in that camp where I thought, well, I'll just launch something, have a really cool campaign behind it and in one year we'll blow up, you know? And then after the first year, you know, you do well, you launch, you get the wheels get turning, but it certainly hasn't blown up. I mean, of course, that happens to some businesses and brands. But the keys here of perseverance, patience and passion, 
I think are really important for people listening. And rather than it actually being something to deflect them, I think it's actually encouragement, right? Because a lot of people here, whether it be actually in their career, right, all those things you need to exercise in whatever you do, whether it's running your own business or working in a career, we often take things as failures or that we're not good enough or that we haven't done enough yet when really we just need to keep persevering, have patience and connect with our passion. So really like those three pillars for me offer this, reality check and sense of humility when it comes to business, when it can often put us in a position where we feel like we're just not right. We're not a right fit for it. I think if you really have that third one for me, if you have a genuine passion, then you can master the other two. You know, the passion is not something that comes after the fact. It's something you start with. It's something that's born out of a genuine passion to, to grow or share or educate or learn or connect, whatever it is. So if you have that, it definitely makes the other two easy. I'm glad you brought up patience because it's something I struggle with regularly. It's it's like this, and I mean, I, I'm getting the vibe that you, you're a very similar energy to me. Like we just go, go, go. You're happy to work. You're happy to throw you all into something. And then it's like when you don't get that feedback straight away from the universe or people around you or whatever, it's like what's, you know, like I, I will do everything. Just, just, you know, tell me the steps and I'll do it all right now. But sometimes we need to just put things out there keep on persevering, keep on going. And it, and it happens. So I actually think everything you shared is, is really refreshing and comforting for people who, who may be in that stuck kind of situation. But uh, before I let you go, I do want to ask you something a little bit more on the personal note. I mean, we've learned a lot about you and TPP. Um, I want to ask you a little bit about just challenges in general. You shared something on your Instagram that I really resonated with. It, it, I'm going to quote, Five years in and I feel like I finally arrived, but at the same time I'm just starting out. And I think um, I, the way, when I read this, for me it brought up potential friction, right, you may feel later on in the journey. And this strange um, like jarring feeling of when we succeed or have it worked out that we're not going to have those negative emotions, right, that we're not going to feel like we're just starting out, that we're not going to doubt ourselves because we're so far into the journey. But I think almost the more you do things and try new things and, quote, level up, um, you kind of experience that at every new corner, like every every time you you pivot. So I'd love for you to just share a little bit about like what, what you meant when you wrote that um, because I think it has something really nice to, you know, comment on just challenges in general and how they're just a natural part of life. Absolutely. I love that that's, you know, you read that and that resonated. That is, I think every time I share anything, I just, I, it really does come from such a, like, you know, a, a genuine place within me and something that I'm genuinely struggling with. And I'm, I'm not afraid to get vulnerable at all. I mean, you know, that's my content in general. What you touched on is so true. And it's something that I almost was a bit blindsided by. I think, you, you know, I would look at all my podcast guests who were, who were naturally five, you know, three, five years ahead of where I was. And, I would see the accolades and, and, you know, the financial results and the the team and, and, and I'd just go, oh, my goodness, they must just be on cloud nine all the time and know what they're doing now. And as much as we would always unpack the struggle in, the, in our interviews, I just thought, mm, you know, they probably just sit on cloud nine still. And I think it wasn't until I experienced it myself, and this specifically happened in just more, most recently uh, in, in September of last year, I had a really, really tough month. Um, and I can go into why that was, but I, I think it just reminded me and almost just humbled me again to just, rem you know, it, it's 
the journey will always be challenging and always challenge you. And so for me, if I take myself back to September of 22, I had just come off about a, an eight week um, holiday in Europe. And I was so proud of being able to do that as a, you know, a solo founder. Um, I actually had a manager in my business at the time and she was running all the projects and it was incredible. And she was managing the, the contract team and, you know, everyone was just executing. And I, I, it was the first time in honestly about four years or however long I'd been doing it at the time, five years, that I could actually take that step back and take that time for myself. And I was just so proud that we, I had gotten the business to that point. And then I came back to Australia in August and my main manager quit and gave me two weeks notice. Two weeks after that, my the person who I was seeing, we broke up. Like within the same week, uh, my oldest employee, in my mind, be betrayed my trust in, in quite a big way. And it all just happened back to back to back to back. And I felt so much like my world was crumbling, like everything, mm -hmm. my business was crumbling. I, I, I felt it at least, you know, and my personal life was crumbling. The people I trusted the most, they were betraying me. And I take full responsibility and ownership and all, all of that. You know, I don't put it on that person at all. Um, but, you know, I think it was at that time, also at that time when I was going through that, the business was at a point where I felt like it was crumbling. I felt like, everything we had achieved so much but that like I was starting again like I even though realistically I wasn't starting from scratch I, it, I felt so demoralized during that period and I really felt like my goals and my plans to take the business to to greater heights heading into 2023 had just come to a screeching halt and again I didn't think you know when you hit a certain point you just think oh it's crazy like I'm not in Europe, I'm doing my thing, like still getting, the business is still making all the money and the thing and the people, and but it just humbles you and it was just such an incredible reminder and I'm so grateful for that time. So the next following months, the business changed on the back end, on the front end, um, you wouldn't be able to tell, but on the back end, it changed dramatically. And I had some of the most, the toughest learning curves that I had to go through in the last year to kind of start this new year and be where we're at now in a, in a, such a, in a different place. I wouldn't say we definitely passed that really intense time but we're still you know we're still going through it we're still just leveling up and and growth is scary but growth is necessary and so look I could talk so much on that but yeah it, it apps challenge doesn't stop I think the thing I've learned is that you just get better you get better mm -hmm. at dealing with it yeah yeah and, and I guess the more you push through the more evidence you have in your own basket to show yourself that you can do it. Um, but but it is moving away from this idea that it never happens. I actually just want to share, um, I saw a video on Instagram this morning actually and it, it resonates with, I guess, a story you've just said. And it, it goes like this. A farmer has a horse, the horse runs away, and the town says to him, oh, that's, that's really bad news that your horse has run away. And he goes, we'll see. It's not good news or bad news. The next day, the horse comes back with two other horses and the town goes, oh, wow, now you've got three horses. That's fantastic news. And he goes, we'll see. It's not good news or bad news. The next day, his son rides one of the newer horses to try and break it in and train it, falls off and, and hurts himself. And the town goes, oh, no, that's terrible. 
um, you know, your son, your son got hurt. That's terrible news. And he goes, we'll see. It's not good news or bad news. The next day, the military comes through the town and takes all able-bodied young men to fight in the war. And his son can't go because he has an injury. And everyone says, that's great news. Your son can't go. And he said, we'll see. And I think just the moral of that story is just that things happen and, and in the moment sometimes they feel a certain way, but it always, and I mean, if you reflect back on every challenge or turning point in your life, things you were disappointed with or found hard at the time, it always pivoted you to the next thing. And you would never be where you are today without the challenges and the struggles. And, and often it's really hard to zoom out and see the big picture of, of why things are happening. But I think having this inner knowing that everything is just like a part of your journey and just trusting the process and, like you said, just, just focusing on getting better at those challenges um, is, is what's in your control, right? There's so much that's not in our control. Um, and, and if I bring that all the way back to just having that the perseverance, the patience and the passion, I think that resonates really well with everyone, irrespective of, you know, whether you are working for somebody else or working for yourself or just starting out. I think um, that's like one of my biggest takeaways from today. So, yeah, I just wanted to share that because I feel it really resonates with the story you just shared. Oh, I love that. I love that fable. I think it's so hits the nail on the head 100%. And I think, you know, as much as we always look up to people and we see what they're doing and all the glossy, amazing things on social media, I think it's just a reminder that, you know, it, everyone's always going through something and that it's never always perfect. And exactly what that guy said, you know, it's not good or bad. It's just not. It's, it's all, it all comes down to the how you want to perceive it, how you want to take it. Yeah, and it's always like what happens next, right? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Michelle, I want to thank you so much for your time, uh, for coming on the show and for just giving me your energy and your passion. I really felt that in our chat today. Um, I know it's something you share on your projects um, and through the work you're doing. So I'm very grateful for you having come on and I would love for you to just share with the listeners where they can find you on socials. I mean, I know you said LinkedIn is a great spot. Where's best for them to connect and I'll pop links in the show notes. Amazing. Well, thank you so much, Erica. What you're building is amazing. And I'm so grateful and honoured to have been on the show. Um, in terms of where you guys can find us, we're at The Peers Project on Instagram. I'm going to do a full-on plug. It's so much yeah, fun over there. <laughs> we do. We, you know, talk all about podcasting. Those of you guys who want to start a podcast, we have free guides, all the fun things. We obviously talk about the shows that we produce for our brands and my podcast as well with all of our young entrepreneurs. Um, so check us out there. Me personally, I'm on LinkedIn. Um, and it's just Michelle or connect me there. Always love a little LinkedIn chat. Um, and then I've recently launched a TikTok. So that's something new. Um, <laughs> oh my goodness. It is, it is such an interesting one. We've started doing business and podcasting tips on there on my personal TikTok. So it's just Mish at Mish Akidanor. So give us Amazing. a follow and, and connect there as well. All right. Well, everyone, you can go hard with all the links. I'm going to put them all in the show notes below. But Michelle, again, thank you. And I'm looking forward to seeing what the next few years brings for you and TPP. Amazing. Thank you so much.